Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. We're going nuts for peanuts in this latest episode of the People in Places Extra Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Ken Watlington, and we're headed to Martin County, North Carolina today to talk to the owners of Mackey's Ferry Peanuts. It's a business celebrating 40 years. It actually started in Washington County, about 25 miles away from where they're located now. And we'll get into that, why they moved and what they've done since they've moved with the owners, Chris and Sharon Smith. They took over 20 years ago in 2003. The place has changed a lot, but what remains the same over the last 40 years is their commitment to peanuts. And of course, the peanut is a big deal in eastern North Carolina as we're one of the largest producers in the world of peanuts. And they're really showcasing that at Mackey's Ferry Peanuts. I went out to visit their spot. It's about halfway between Janesville and Plymouth there in Martin County and had a chance to catch up with Chris and Sharon, take a tour of their kitchen. Of course, try out some of the products as well. 2003. 2003. You get in the peanut business. Yeah. Why make that leap? Well, it was called out of necessity because um, uh, back in that day, um, Warehouser decided they were going to uh, downsize a whole lot. And my husband actually got, got a, his job taken away from him in 2003. Worked 27 years at Warehouser. It was a good place. My, I was raised on Warehouser money. My dad, my brothers, everybody, we were raised on, on that. But um, anyway, things change. and. Uh, so we had a, a different perspective uh, to try to figure out what we were going to do next. Um, I was at uh, the hospital, the Washington County Hospital, and worked with a lot of great people such as Jackie over there. Um, we had a, a great time and I was assistant lab director at the time, but um, we decided that we didn't want to move. You know, this is where we wanted to live and have our being was in Plymouth, North Carolina. So um, we decided that um, somehow or another we heard that Merlin and, and Linda were, were selling the, the peanut place and my son said, you know, maybe we should try to think about buying that. I thought they were crazy. But um, anyway, we, we have done it and now it's, it's our 20 years. They did it 20 years and now we, we are here at our 20 year. So all together it's, it's the 40 year anniversary of Mackey's Ferry Peanuts. This year. Mackey's Ferry started back in 83. Yes. Out in Washington County, just uh, yes. south of the Albemarle Sound in, in the Mackey's area, uh, named after the Mackey's Ferry that used to run people back and forth to each side of the Sound. You decide after a few years to make the move over here to Martin County. Well, it was, a, it was also a necessity because um, they were going to bypass us. Yeah. That, uh, that used to be the main thoroughfare. It was a two-lane street. Uh, and it was uh, 64, and so they decided that um, they were going to bypass it, and it, and it ends up it was going to be a six-mile trip from the from the new highway to where we are, and that was going to make it probably not feasible for us to continue our business there. So we um, started looking. My husband started looking for um, for places, and we actually have a family farm about a half a mile down the road, and. Um, that is, that was where we were thinking about going, but, you know, decided, well, if things don't go 
uh, right, you know, we, and we mess up the borders of the farm, that would not be good. So he found this place. And um, actually, we, we did a, a little deal with the gun shop owner over here. He helped him find that place and, and yeah. actually bought that at an auction. And, and then when we were looking for a place, he said, well, why don't you just build up here beside me? So we bought this, this area and we built the, we built the business um, here in 2005. They opened the road up. Um, they were scheduled to open the road up about October 31st of 2005. They opened it up like six weeks early. It was like Labor Day weekend. And that weekend, um, you know, it was, it was usually one of our largest revenue weekends. Yeah. And so we ended up, um, you know, Harry called me up. This was like that day, the day that it opened up, I did $30 of business on a Saturday of Labor Day weekend. Wow. The next day was Sunday and I did zero. Nobody, and we kept having people call us and say, where, where are you? We can't find you. And I would try to tell them how to take, you know, such and such exit and, you know, and this and that and the other, but it just wasn't going to work. But we were already in the throes of getting here. We just, we just hadn't gotten here yet. And um, so anyway, we, we finally opened up and we actually, Harry called me up and he says, how are things going? I said, Harry, I said, we're going to lose everything because we, we had to give them our house, our cars, everything, everything that we owned. We laid it on the line to do this business. And um, he said, well, he said, why don't you, why don't you come up here and pitch a tent out in my driveway over here at the gun shop and um, sell your peanuts until you get your building up. Um, and I said, okay, we'll be up there tomorrow. So I got out there and I got tents and painted Mackey's Ferry peanuts on a big tent out there in the front. And we pulled out there and staked them out there on his driveway. And as soon as we had it up, before we could even get it all out on the table, I had people driving up for curbside service. And we did that. We did that. I hired somebody to uh, Harriet uh, Nunley came and she's a friend of mine and uh, graduated with her and asked her would she work work the tent for me. She wasn't, you know, doing anything at that time. But anyway, so that's how it started. And we continued to work on the business. I worked at I worked at the the lab. I took a I took the night shift job. I gave up my position and I did the night shift job. And um, we worked this during the day and completed this building. In fact, every, all these shelves that you see here, oh, 2003, really? another thing happened in 2003, right before we got ready to, to get the business and make it final, Hurricane Isabel came and tore up everything. And, and it messed up, you know, the, the little shop that was down there in um, the eastern part of um, Washington County, where the original Mackey's Ferry was. But we ended up having, um, a lot of trees that that were that were blown down. We had 18 trees that blew down, in our house. and we actually sawed them all up. And all these shelves that you see are from the trees that we got from the all the wood. All the wood. Everything that was this built here in the wood in the wood area was from the trees that we had in our yard that was down Counter, from Hurricane Isabel. Yeah, wow. So you know, talking about making lemonade out of lemons. Yeah. We got a, a good dose of lemons and we made a good dose of lemonade yeah. from it. So you talked about, you know, when the bypass opened and you were still over in the old spot, you know, business just basically went to zero. It went to zero. So beach traffic, obviously Highway 64 is the main thoroughfare to the Outer Banks. Beach traffic really helps you out. That is that is a core um, ingredient to the success of our business is is the traffic and and that and not only 
uh, beach traffic from just the western part of North Carolina, but we have international people. We have people that come to RDU and then head out here and they see this place and they say, what is bull peanuts? <laughs> and they start talking about the bull peanut thing. And so anyway, we bring them in and we introduce them to bull peanuts. We give them a taste of peanut butter, give them a little uh, swig of that muscadine cider slushy, and um, just give them some good old North Carolina hospitality and, and tell them about all the goodness that we have here in North Carolina. And um, yeah, so beach traffic is really a major part, yeah. and we're thankful for them, absolutely. We're thankful for our local people too, but we are you know, very thankful for the travelers that we get. One of the things you think about <clears throat> when you bring up North Carolina is peanuts, especially in the eastern part of the state. How important is it for you guys to, to have this place to showcase peanuts, peanut farmers, and all the things you can do with peanuts? I think you could ask the North Carolina Department of Agriculture and, and, and ask them that question. You know, it's a major, it's a major crop, and for years and years, we were the number one producer of peanuts of the Virginia-type peanuts is what we grow here. Martin County. Yeah. Martin County specifically was the number one producer of those type peanuts. Um, it's dilly-dally back and forth with other counties, but really for, for many, many strong years, Martin County uh, was the largest producer. And um, they are the, the top quality of all the peanuts that are grown in the United States. It's the, the largest and tastiest variety of all the peanuts that are grown. You know, there's Valencia's, there's Georgia Runners, there's Spanish, Spanish peanuts and, and different kinds. Yeah, but the Virginia Bunch but peanuts. But the Virginia Bunch peanuts are the best. That's what we think anyway. Premium peanuts. Premium peanuts. And we make our peanut butter with gourmet peanuts from North Carolina. So that had makes a, a big difference. <laughs> I had a taste of the peanut butter. It was amazing. The peanut brittle is amazing. Take me through the process of, of all the different varieties you have and maybe some of the newer types of situations that, that people maybe wouldn't think of, but hey, we got it made like that too. Exactly. Well, you know, she started out with having um, the, Linda uh, in the beginning. She had uh, French fried peanuts, she had sugar coated peanuts, she had peanut brittle, she had milk chocolate, white chocolate, and this thing called butternut crunch, which is quite sinful. And I remember the first time I tasted that down at her little shop and thinking, my gosh, if this ain't good, oh my Lord, it was so good. But um, anyway, so from, and from that, um, you know, we have actually added, added some things, you know. We had people coming in asking us for boiled peanuts, and I said, well, no, I, I don't have any boiled peanuts. This was down down in the little shop. And Linda says, you don't want to do, do that. And I said, well, okay. And so we stayed away. But after about the 20th time somebody asked me for boiled peanuts, I said, well, I'm just going to boil me some peanuts and see what, you know, what the deal is. So we started, I started, you know, I looked it up and I concocted my recipe and decided I was going to do that cooking. Well, I had it outside on, on the thing, and I had a little, uh, you know, the heater outside. What was that? Propane, a propane cooker. Bottle of gas. And I was cooking those peanuts, and um, gosh knows, about 4 o'clock, I tasted them. I said, I declare they're just not done. I told Chris, I said, you have to bring me another bottle of gas. He said, now, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're going to have to do something different. You can't, you can't be using a whole tank of gas to get, you know, a pot of peanuts done. But anyway, we couldn't, we have come through a lot of different things and this man right here has has designed a, a cooker that actually does a whole lot more than just one pot. We have expounded our recipe and um, stayed with the recipe. We just, you know, did it in our proportions and people come here and, and it passes the South Carolina test. You know, <laughs> South Carolina, that's their, that is their major yeah. uh, 
snack food. That yeah, is official the snack official food. snack food of South Carolina. Every exit you take in South Carolina is going to have some exactly, boiled peanuts. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't see it that much in North Carolina. But um, anyway, so we started offering. And, and as soon as I got that pot finally done, um, man, I mean, it went out the door just like that. And I thought, <laughs> well, gosh, we got to do some more. And so anyway, we started doing boiled peanuts along with our peanut butter. You know, we started, my son said, you know, we need to, we need to make this peanut butter. And I said, peanut butter, they can, they can get that at the grocery store. He said, but it won't be ours. We're, we're going to have a special recipe. It won't be ours. So anyway, we, we, you know, we did that. And then we added, and I kept having customers come in and ask me for dark chocolate. We didn't have dark chocolate. I said, well, when I find a dark chocolate I like, then we're, you know, we'll, you know, we'll start doing the dark chocolate. Took me about two years, but I found the right dark chocolate. So we added that to our repertoire. Then we started adding some sea salt to the to the uh, to some of the, and then we added pecans, and then we added you know. So we've got a large. We got about thirty different kinds of peanuts that we do, and um, the blister fried peanuts. You know, we added those. Those that's a major. That's a major. It's probably the top selling snack nut that we sell. Yeah, French fried was what we started with, and we still do those, and they're still, it's still my favorite. But the, the blister fried are very, very super crunchy. Mm -hmm. So people, people like that crunch. The crunch sells that blister fried, and I think we do a really fine job at it. So. Everybody remembers Forrest Gump when Bubba starts rattling off all the different oh, yeah. ways he can make shrimp. That's what y'all do with peanuts. Exactly. I, in fact, it, it was one of my sidelines that I would use at the state fair. I said, we're the Bubba Gump of peanuts. I said, you come on in. I said, we got this and this and this and this. And I'd rattle them all. And they would just come over and they thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, and I did was, too. That was interesting. We were up there talking about all the products we made. She was, you know, rattling off all these different <laughs> products we make. And somebody said, well, Sound like y'all are the Bubba Gump of peanuts. <laughs> and when they said that, it kind of stuck yeah, with Yeah, so we took it on. And I hope he doesn't mind, but anyway, we used his line. <laughs> I think it's okay. Obviously, peanuts are a big focus. It's in the name of the place. But walking around and seeing some other things from all across the state, you got wine made in Pitt County. You got Ash County cheese. How important is it to highlight some of the other you know, local businesses like, like what you guys do all across our state? It's very important. The gourmet items is what I call the jams, the jellies, the chow chow, the uh, you know the sauces. dill pickles, and the and all of the barbecue sauces are made right here in North Carolina, and uh, we we feature you know we've had different features. We tell, sell Chapel Hill toffee, um, we sell Wayne Wayne Rose's honey right down there on uh, in uh, Roper Crossroads. We also sell Lee's Bees honeys. Uh, and, and, you know, we just, we feel like that it's a real important for uh, them to get the good flavor of everything that happens here. You know, n grapes, uh, the muscadine grapes are our native North Carolina grapes, so we feature a lot of muscadine wines along with our muscadine slushy. They make muscadine jelly, you know, we, we have all of those things. I don't do all that. They do, you know, I've got my name on them, but they do private labeling for me, but um, I still feature, you know, their um, their goodness that they that they do across the state. Some's done in the mountains. Some's done in Elizabethtown. You know, some done in Raleigh. I mean, it, the bone sucking. You know, bone sucking people. They um, they do all of their their sauces in um, Raleigh. And there's a lot of good stuff in North Carolina. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. All across absolutely. the state. Absolutely. And it's not just you know peanuts and sauces and no, other goods. No, we got pretty things too. Yeah, you got the kind of little gift shop over yeah, the other side. Yeah, we got we got jewelry. We got collectibles. 
Um, we do uh, possible dream Santas, and we do this all year long. We don't, that's not just a, a Christmas thing. We keep our Santa section up all, and the old world Christmas ornaments, which happens to be my favorite showroom down in Atlanta when I, when I used to go do, do the uh, Atlanta gift show. Um, that was my favorite showroom. I just love all the glittery things from um, old world Santa. And um, anyway, we've got a lot of, lot of, a lot of variety here that, that suits everybody's taste. We've got a men's section. We've got, you know, lots of things. If you're on a long road trip, this seems like the perfect pit stop. It is a perfect pit stop. We've got rocking chairs. We've got picnic tables out there. They can walk their dogs out there. And we're dog friendly. I, get, I have dog biscuits in there. Anytime but somebody has a dog, i got to go out there and give them a dog biscuit. So we, we like to be friendly towards the, the customers that come here. And I just saw one of my other weaknesses, fudge. Wow, boy, was that a, was that a change. That, that was also a change in, um, in our focus. Um, we kept seeing this, and he kept, he kept entertaining this guy at the Atlanta show. And the guy tried to get us to get that equipment and stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, but we do peanuts. We do so much. You know, how can we do this, too? But... You know, he convinced me to come and taste, so I did, and I declare it is the best. It is the best fudge, and so anyway, we bought the equipment and we started making their fudges. Of course, now the their fudges, their fudge mixes, but with our flair, yeah. because everything that we do here is done back there, and fudge became my top selling item here. I mean, it overtook it overtook my best selling peanut item. And it has, it has maintained that. I mean, there's a lot of people who like fudge. So we put a sign out there yeah. so that people would know that we had fudge. And uh, we also, to think of something else that we did with our peanuts, we made, uh, we got a, a, an ice cream machine. So we, we have soft serve. And we started making, years ago when we first got married, we lived in an apartment up in West Point, And this couple would always invite us over for ice cream. And they would always have something different. I mean, I even had tomato ice cream one time. Oh. I mean, they would they would make every kind of concoction. So it was our turn, and we bought an ice cream maker. And so we decided we were going to make peanut butter ice cream because it's one of our favorite things. So we made some peanut butter ice cream. And so when we got this ice cream machine, I said, we're going to have to make some peanut butter ice cream. And so we started doing that. And um, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty good seller, too. People are intrigued with the fact that it's made with our peanut butter, our fresh roasted nuts that we, that we do right here. Yeah. And it goes into our mix, and it's just, it makes it wonderful. <laughs> uh, just listening to all this and seeing all this kind of just makes me weak at the knees because it's just good <laughs> stuff. It's good. It is good. If it's not, I want you to tell me about it because we're going to make it right if it's not. <laughs> I just don't see how it couldn't be good. <laughs> Before we started this, we were talking about uh, your online business and peanut butter being one of the big sellers. Earlier, you talked about you know international people out of state driving by, but how's your online business? Online business is good. It could be better if I was if I was if I was tech savvy and could do that uh, that kind of thing. We could probably do a little bit better with it, but we do pretty good. The um, advertisements that Joyce. Um, uh, the operations manager, when she, when she does, she does the Facebook thing. I don't do any of that. She does all of that for us, and um, she she does this thing with uh, Elfie at Christmas time, and she, Elfie gets into a lot of mischief here. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that, but every day she posts something that Elfie has gotten into. I mean, we had him. What was he doing, ja Jackie? He 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 had um 
he had a zip line. He was had a zip line going to going to the peanut brittle table one day. I mean, he had all kinds of ways of getting to our to our peanuts. He was sitting there and had opened a whole jar of peanut butter and had the, had a great big spoonful of that peanut butter that he was going to. But anyway, she does cute little things like that that actually brings attention and all those um, advertising things help us help us get there. I would think that. A stop here doesn't have to just be when you're on your way to the beach. This could be an easy day trip for anyone in eastern North Carolina. And it and it has been many, many times. We had uh, an article in Our State Magazine. You know, I'm thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> you go ahead and tell it. You go ahead and tell it. <laughs> Our State Magazine did a feature on us back in 2008. And, it, of course, that was during the financial meltdown. The article came out in, in the uh, October, issue. October issue. And uh, we didn't know it had been released yet, but... We were up at, at State Fair, you know, from at, promoting our peanut products. And customers were coming by and said, oh, we just saw, read the article about y'all in our state magazine. So, you know, State Fair gets over, we come home, and we're working the, the counter. And one, one day, this couple comes in and says, uh, you know, we're from Wilmington. You know, we saw the article in, in the paper, or in, the, in, the, in our state magazine, and decided we are going to, come visit. So they drove 150 miles, Just got up one day, <laughs> drove 150 miles to come into the store and shop around, you know, bought a lot of stuff and, and uh, you know, of course, they said, well, you know, we've, we're um, enjoyed the shopping, we got to get back home and pick up our dog from the groomer. <laughs> of course, I'm thinking, man, that's nice to have customers like that. <laughs> They'll drive 150 miles after reading Just something to come in, see in the magazine. How exciting is that to know that people will go out of their way to come see you? That, it, it's really very fulfilling because you, you get to talk to people and you get to hear about their stories and things like that. We, you know, we exchange information here and, and uh, it's, you know, I think that's part of us growing our business one customer at a time. And we try to engage everybody. And uh, I mean, there's so many of the stories I tell you that I've got pictures of some, some very famous people that uh, have come in this store that uh, you know posted on the wall back there in the hallway. But uh, it's interesting, you know, because you get a chance to hear everybody's story, and and uh, you know, and they they'd like to be able to talk to somebody. Where if you know if you're going in a big box store, you're not going to get that personal contact like you would in a let's say a mom and pop shop like we are. Who are some of those famous people? I won't call his name, but he was the uh, he was on the Enola Gay. He's wow. He's the one that comes to mind because because uh, when he, when he come in the store, you know, I didn't know recognize. I I wouldn't have recognized him anyway. I just said he's he's just looked the same age as my father, yeah. and I kind of struck up a conversation. And I said, I, you know, you look like uh, you're my father's age. I bet you were in World War Two. He said I was, and and uh, and he didn't expound anymore. So I had. To, carry on the conversation. I told him about my father being in the Navy and on the battleship Texas and I waited for him to respond and he didn't really respond anymore so I I, I said well my dad was in the Atlantic Theater and the Pacific Theater. How about you? He said I, I was in both. Yeah. And I, you know and he stopped there and, and eventually I, I said something else to him asked him another question and finally he said uh I'm the last surviving member of the Enola Gay. 
when he said the Enola Gay, you know, I knew exactly what that meant. And I could understand, you know, why he may have been hesitant to share that because, you know, today's society doesn't see things the way things were looked right. at back then when you're fighting, you know, to save a million lives if they had to go in and invade Japan, you know, yeah. in order to effect a surrender. I, I can't imagine. I mean, probably the most pivotal moment of World War II, and he was. It was. He was it, there. It, it, it was, and my dad had told me. And in fact, that was one of the things I, I tried to tell him about, put him at ease. I said, I, when he told me that, I said, I stuck my hand out to shake his hand. I said, "What is your name?" And he told me, and uh, and I'm not going to revo reveal his name out of respect to the family because um, <clears throat> I told him I said. My dad told me about that day. They were on the bat. He was on the battleship Texas, and they were, I don't know, at the, somewhere off Okinawa, getting ready to, to want to invade Japan next. You know, move on up. And uh, and the captain of the ship came on and announced on the PA system that we had just dropped the bond that was going to end the war, and all the ships in the fleet started blaring the horns. You know, and everybody was cheering, and uh, which you know it did end the war. Yeah. And uh, you know. Dad had been on that ship six years. He was ready to come home. So I, I got a picture of him, and I carried it to my dad, and he kept it up there on the wall. He was at a retirement center over yeah. in Greenville, and uh, he, he was so proud of that picture and stuff. And, and uh, so I've got the picture back now, and it's hanging on my wall here. And the family stopped in in 2014 and, and told us that he had passed away. And the same year that my father passed away, you know, that yeah. same generation. So yeah. it was that was special, and we've had, you know, other people that come in that I don't I call them out, you know. We've had NBA players. We've had really? yes, and I can't tell you any of their names, but he was really tall. I know well, that. That's how. That's good for business when you <laughs> yes, play the NBA. Yes, it was. Now the the people that were here. So I mean, I'm not. I don't follow sports really tight or anything, but. I got a lot of people who do follow sports, yeah. and they knew exactly who he was, awesome. and they were so excited. Senators, um, congressmen, we, you know, we've had we've had all of those. And what was the guy that um, Mr. Friday? Mr. Friday. Yeah, Bill Friday. Yeah, Bill Friday. Yeah. Oh yeah, he came in several times. Kind of because yeah. nobody recognized my dear, but I didn't say nothing to him when he got ready to leave. I, I said, thank you for shopping. I said, you're Bill Friday, aren't you? He said, yeah. He said, I'm in my beach clothes. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, was going to the beach. Okay. Was. Yeah. He was. Normally, we see Bill Friday's in a suit and tie and everything. Yeah. <laughs> if someone's watching this, someone's listening, what do you say to them to entice them to maybe come here for the first time? Well, uh, right this minute, we don't have a whole lot of crowds, so come see us and help perk up the place. <laughs> well, that's just because it's a great day in the middle of the winter. It but is a great day Once it gets a little warmer, winter. the traffic oh, yeah. starts flowing, yeah, doesn't it? It gets a little bit busier. Yeah, it sure does. And um, But they need to come, and we can give them a taste of, of, of our goodness here. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, we, we offer samples. I think um, they're surprised when they come in the door. That you there's know, so much in here. You know, they think they're going to see just peanuts and stuff, but... You know, but we've got a diverse product line and lots of gifts and the, uh, other merchandise. But, you know, everything is made right here in our kitchen, all our cleanup products and stuff. So, uh, you know, they get, the, especially when we're back there cooking, you know, you get the aroma of all that taking place. Yeah. And so, uh, I think most people are really surprised at what they find inside this building when they open the door. I got to ask, what's it like? Uh owning a business, working together, being side by side, 
pretty much every minute every day. We've done it for 20 years. We're still here. We, we still go home together. <laughs> this year will be our 50th year. We've been, we've been married for 50 years this year. Congratulations. So 40 years at Mackey's Fair, well, 20 years. Our 20, Linda's 20, and um, so anyway, we're, we're celebrating all of that. And, you know, it's still the best place on earth to live as far as we're concerned. I'm yeah, glad God dropped me off here, and I, you know, don't see any reason to leave. So. It's almost like destiny because our our family farm is just straight line is a half mile from here. Yeah, and it's 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 been in our family for 200 years in the same family name. We're what they call a century farm, and uh, <laughs> it's something we both went off. We're educated in in, in science and technical fields. And uh, we never thought we'd be returning to our, our roots, you know, where we're dependent upon agricultural products to, you know, provide a living. But yeah. that's how it turned out. And Sometimes things come full circle. Yeah, it has. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it, it, this has enabled us to live where we, want to where live. we wanted to live. You know, we didn't want to leave home. You know, we built our house there on Albemarle Sound and, and uh, you know, back in 1980 and that was a childhood dream for both of us. Yeah. Didn't know each other then, but it was a childhood dream for all of us. It was everything I could do to get my mama to take me to Sandy Point Beach every day of summer. Yeah. I just, I did everything I could to get her to do that because it was just one of my favorite things to do. And I fished in the Almall Sound with my daddy yeah. up and down the railroad bridge, <laughs> which is no longer there. But, um, and his daddy did too. His daddy, his, in fact, his dad would take him, would take him fishing to a place and, and telling that story about what your daddy said about the about y'all out there, and you said this would be a really good place to build a house. Oh yeah, it was one of the fishing holes, and and dad uh, we were fishing there. That was the last place we fished on the way back to the boat ramp. He you know, we had these spots, yeah. And this and uh, we were out there fishing, and and it, we, we were, we're just off from the shoreline, and you could tell it was high ground up there by the trees growing. And dad said, man. It's one of his favorite fishing places. He said, man, I'd like to have a house there someday. Of course, I probably won't be about seven or eight years old. And, and I chipped in and said, I'm going to build one there someday. You know, and we did. Well, I, don't re I didn't remember that <laughs> until Dad, well, you, you know, years later, when we moved back here after we got out of college and stuff, and we started looking for a place to, you know, on the water to build, that place was, happened to, was just being developed. Yep. And so... We got out there and we bought bought a lot. And then after I get my house built, we're sitting there at the table one day eating steamed crabs, you know, that we caught out there and cooked. And uh, Dad said, you know, you said when you were a little boy you were going to build a house right here. And, uh, I and you did think, it? Yeah, yeah. And I had forgotten about it, but then I started going back and then I can, I remember, I remember, actually I remember which way the boat was situated when we were fishing <laughs> wow. when, he, when he said it. Cause I, I always sat in the front of the boat, and he was in yeah. the back of the boat fishing. So this place not only lets you live in a place you love, lets you own a business and, and make money and, and sustain life and, and, and to be able to live here, but you're also connecting with people from the region and across the state and across the world that you, you might not otherwise connect with. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It is. And we get to work with a bunch of good people. You know, that, these are the all local. Thing. They are all local people, and they're like our family. Yes. Um, Everybody that works with us is family to us, and um, that's why we have to come back home. It's just 
you know, the love of the people here in this in eastern North Carolina and with our family members. Uh, it'd be hard to leave all that. I mean, it's yeah. too much goodness right here. There's a lot of hard work that went in, and we've had a lot of people help us along the way. Exactly. You know, friends and stuff, because, um, you know, there was, you know, you don't go through life without some kind of turmoil and, and being downsized, you know, at age 50, you know, you know, we didn't want to shatter our dream of having to move away to stay in our career. So somehow or another, this kind of, uh, this door opened up. And uh, so we bought the business and people helped us, you know, with any way they could to be successful. And it's enabled us to live here and to be surrounded by people that we love. And, you know, we got a fantastic workforce. Our clientele that comes in this door is exceptional. I mean, it's they're you know, it's just great people that come through this door, and it's you know, it's, it's a lot of pleasant encounters when they come through that door, and we're able to talk and share with them. And if you missed the video portion of my People in Places segment on Mackey's Ferry Peanuts, you can always go to WNCT.com. Click the On Your Side tab. There you'll find the People in Places page where you can watch the Mackey's Ferry Peanuts feature and all of my previous People in Places segments. My thanks again to Chris and Sharon Smith at Mackey's Ferry Peanuts for letting me come out and get a taste of what they do on a daily basis as they continue to serve not only the Martin County, Washington County community, but all of North Carolina. And as they mentioned, even folks from all over the world are finding their way to Mackey's Ferry Peanuts. That'll do it for this edition of the People and Places Extra podcast. I'm Ken Watlington.